Labor Day edition. I'm Jeff. I'm Tom. I'm Tim. And we are Three Old Reds fans coming to you today from Studio 180J. J as in? As in, I don't know. Generate. Generate. Jeff. Jump. Jazz. Jazz. uh, As in Generate's office. Jungle. Yeah, yeah. We're a few blocks today from our good friends at Beans down in the heart of Cedarville birthplace and final resting place of Bumpus Jones. And we are actually closer to that today, closer to the cemetery. Next door. And I'm laboring today, trying to figure out what we're going to do with this show. We're sort of, sort of throwing this one together at the last minute, but maybe maybe it'll be better than normal. This will be the best one we've had yet. And it could be. could be. Not as good as the three generations of Gilberts. Well, you know, that's it's, it's up there. At, in the All-Star, the All-Star show we did is our highest rated show of all time. Of uh, all time? Of all time. As in since May. Or and that's April. before we had a sponsor. That's before we had a sponsor. Oh my gosh, I don't have the sponsor stuff up. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to pull that and find that copy. Just give them one or two I'm extra to, statements or announcements. Yeah, I'm gonna have to find that copy when you get going off talking about Jim Leland and Eugenio Suarez for ten minutes. At some point, we'll we'll do that. Three old Reds fans sponsored by Hughes Law. Exactly. I'll get to that in a little bit. So, well, we, we last week we said. We'd like to hear from some listeners. What would you like us to talk about? They flooded in, didn't they? All one of them. <laughs> Multiple questions. Multiple, yeah, yeah, he came up with two questions. So uh, our friend, uh, Professor Dr. Jeff Guernsey from Jamestown. School of Business. Writes to us and asks about catchers. The importance of what catcher works with the young pitchers or not. I, think I haven't a, heard much about said about that, but uh, what, do you, what, what do you guys think? I think it's a good question because I was noticing, like, the what's his name? Chris Wallach, Tim Wallach's son? Mm-hmm. Chad. Chad Wallach, sorry. Chad Wallach's been coaching. And I've been watching to see, is he looking over to the dugout to get his signals? And he's not, which means they're going out. I mean, we're trusting that these – he's a rookie, and the pitchers might as well be rookies. Well, so. and he's pitched with them in the minors, most yes. likely. And so he's they've they've gone through the scouting report, memorized it like they're supposed to as good professionals. But sometimes I think you know a guy like Molina or some of these really experienced catchers, um, they may wander off that scouting report now and then when they see tendencies of the hitter. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that's things you're not going to get from because, especially with Wallach, I think Barnhart. I mean, how many years has Barnhart been in the in the league? Do you guys know? No. I've only known him since we've had him. No, I don't. Roughly two plus. So he's not real experienced either, right? I don't think so, Tom. And Mezzo's been in and out. Right. So, um, you know, I think there is is something to having an experienced catcher to work with that scouting report with these young pitchers, and the Reds haven't had that. It certainly hasn't made the pitchers any better. So that's my take on it. I mean, I'm almost surprised that they're not looking over to the bench to get some signals through the game. I'm sure they're talking between innings. Yeah. And here's mm-hmm. the guys coming up, and they have their pregame stuff and, and so forth. Segway to catchers in general. I mean, Mesoraco has not been what at all what we hoped for this year out of him. We were thinking that we would have Mesoraco back. We really haven't seen him. He's been just an average backup type of guy all year at best. At best. And um, and Barnhart, while Barnhart's not going to make any All Star teams, 
he's more than serviceable behind the plate. He's solid. And with his in his throwing, um, and servable at the serviceable at the plate. I 255, think. 260 average, roughly. Yeah, yeah. So now I don't know what's going to happen next year with catchers. But. Now, Jeff, I noticed uh, a few weeks ago when you projected the 2018 starting lineup. Oh yeah. You did not have Mezzarocco behind the plate. I did not. Do you have that, Kim? Remember no, no, I mean, uh, oh, yes, I do. Hold on, yes, you I got do. There in your, I made special notes you here. You special notes in your phone about that? I was I was very interested in that. Yeah. You got there late, though. That's, okay, uh, opening day for uh, Jeff. This is my prediction. Okay, first this of all, This isn't necessarily what go, I think should happen. Let's go happen. with the, uh, the starting five. The, the, Bailey, and this is not in uh, number one through number five. This okay. is just a random order. Bailey, Castillo. Stevenson, Molly, and Romano. I think if that's the case, we're in for another long season. Lineup. Lead, and, and this is in order. Leading off in right field, Jess Winker. In the sixth hole, Jet, uh, Jose Peraza for the short. Se- second hole. I'm sorry. At number six uh, fielding position, shortstop, I should say. At first, Votto. Yeah, clean the, up, call, Duvall. Use them, use them by name. Tom doesn't Suarez know the numbers. at third base. <laughs> Just kidding. In the it's six Senzel, batting sixth, playing second base. Batting seventh, Billy Hamilton in center field. Jeff takes care of all the tweeters, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter uh, fans out there and, and their frustrations with Billy in the leadoff role. And Barnhart behind the plate, batting eighth. I'm, I'm shocked at the mezzo thing. Um, I think Senzel, you know, he's out the rest of the year. He's had... And like no vertigo one's... problems. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear it specifically. Yeah. Uh, he'll be standing tall by next year. <laughs> and, you, you know, would you have ever thought, Kim, that you would hear of Jeff Gilbert saying, no Scott Shevler in right field? I just... You know what I do like what Jeff did say when we talked about that this past week? He said, I'm all about the team. He put aside his preference for Shevler. It's the reason I think that Jeff started out with an affinity towards Shevler was the interview you did in the preseason. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And Shevler stayed behind and was going to allow you to interview him some more, but then he got whisked away. Right. And so I certainly understand that, but uh, I like that, all about the team. Yeah. You realize you'll never have Scott Shevler like our podcast now. Oh, well, I just, you know, I, I like him. I think he's a, a good player. I just think we have to address – lead off if we want to go very far forward yeah and I think uh, Winker it's it's not a huge sample size here it's too bad he got hurt uh, I don't know how much he would have played I'm not sure Price likes him yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure about that I think uh, uh, but that's half of what I think they ought to do and half of what I think they will do maybe if you want to be real aggressive about making changes about what you, with what you have and really dedicating to the future, that's the type of stuff you have to do. And those pitchers. I mean, Di Sclafani, yeah, he could be in the rotation, but I'm not sure he's going to be healthy. And these guys have pitched well lately. I think you go into next season with whoever has pitched, pitched well down the stretch for you and, and go with it. But I'm no, I'm no expert, but that's just kind of way what I think – tends to happen in baseball you, you tend to go with the hot hands right mm-hmm. and, and what you think is going well and those guys have been solid I mean Molly was super good yesterday and uh, Romano, Romano had another Romano, solid Romano's outing today solid today 
and Stevenson's been solid, and Castillo, and I think this is and Homer pitched well his last time. He gave up what, a couple runs in the first inning, and then he was after that it was he was dialed out. he was dialed in. Yeah. Yes, I so. think this was Romano's fourth straight quality start. Something I think like that. Was a quality start today? Five and two thirds. Oh, well, Shackelford came in and struck out the is last it, for the Red, two runs. The Reds have a lower threshold for quality starts. So <laughs> get through the second inning. <laughs> they only give up five runs. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about the rest of the National League? We Central? can. We can. I also want to talk about Price getting uh, hmm. the word that he's going to be the manager back next year. So whichever one you want to do first. Well, I, I don't know about you guys. I think a lot of Price. I think he, he's. A good baseball guy. He seems to have a good relationship with the players. Mm-hmm. I like seeing baseball guys in that spot rather than more, you know, Dusty Baker. Like, I know Dusty Baker's a baseball guy too, but Baker's more uh, famous and uh, more has more notoriety. And I wonder sometimes they put him in that spot because of his name mm-hmm. more than his ability. You know, but Price kind of paid his dues, came up through the system. I like that. Was a well-respected pitching coach. Mm-hmm. Had teams. Uh, inquire of his interest to manage. I like him too. No one's going to win with what he's had the past two plus years. No one. No. So I'd like to see what he has with some quality pitching and some just overall talent. Yeah, it's on we, par. I think yeah. Jeff on Twitter was comparing him to Casey Stengel. <laughs> no, I said not even Casey Stengel <laughs> would win with this team. Yeah, would he win? Maybe he's won th- two, three more games, but you know, but seriously, win with this team. Not with this starting pitching. I mean, what what manager in recent memory, I can't even think of a time when a team has gone through so many young guys trying to figure out a starting rotation as we have the last two years. I mean, it's just it's a revolving door. There's no continuity on that staff. Yet, as you said, I think he has a good relationship with the players because they still seem to play hard. Um, they still seem to try to win. They still in, seem to enjoy it. Uh, Joey Votto could be Mr. Sour Grapes right now, but he's not. You know, he's doing the nice thing for the the poor kid with the cancer the other day, giving him the bat and his uniform and all that, and he's what, throwing the balls into the stands and playing around with fans. And so and he doesn't want to leave. And doesn't want to leave. No, he he wants to win here. This is where he is. And Cincinnati seems to have that. You know, Brandon Phillips didn't want to leave either. Right. And now he's out and with the Angels. Is that right? No. Yes. The Angels picked him up. He got he went back to his hometown. And he didn't really want to go there. He wanted to stay here. And think of all the Reds that are come back to Cincinnati, uh, former Reds. Um, even when they play other places, they come back. Junior wanted to come here and play because he grew up here. So Don Gullett came back to live. Yeah. Obviously had the, uh, what, did he have the farm in the Portsmouth area mm-hmm. and such? Right, yeah. There's just a lot of that. And so I think I think Price has a, a good relationship with them, and, and they like playing for him, and they want to they wanna make this work. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a lot of respect for that, of not just wanting to go somewhere else um, when you see the efforts being made. Now, if the effort's not being made, and you want to go somewhere else? I don't, I'm not going to But I still see these guys it, coming I, back at the end of the right, game. I mean, but you're I, still right. trying, fighting at the end of the game. But I see the effort. I mean, effort from, like, um, the organization uh, is making efforts. Now, they are. Okay, why do you say that? Well, I just, I don't see them not. I think they are hamstrung a little bit by finances. 
you know, this is not we're not we don't we don't have Yankee money to th- spread around or Cub money or Dodger money, but I don't see them not trying. Yeah, we had the kind of the fire sale, but I think we all agreed that that was kind of necessary. Well, the, the real yeah. test will be in the off season when they have Brandon Phillips' salary back, so they have more room to use more salary to use next year. They got to pick up some pitchers. Well, they can't rely solely on their farm system. I could see, yeah, in that rotation I mentioned, I could see a guy like uh, somebody was somebody put out there. I think it was on Red Lake Nation was daydreaming and put you Darvish in it. That's what made me think <laughs> about doing it. Let's go sign a guy like that. I don't know if you can afford you Darvish, depending on the, just because there's going to be a it could be a real a bidding war for him, especially yeah. if he pitches well in the World Series or something. Yeah. Anything else on Brian Price? I just think it was the right move. Uh, I, I like the stability, and I like the fact these, let's say the past four to six weeks, the young pitchers were seeing progress, measurable progress. Stevenson has done tremendous the past three or four outings. Mm-hmm. Romano, another quality, another good start today, another quality outing, I was going to say. Even Castillo the other day did not have it. What four innings and eighty plus pitches, mm-hmm. but he only given up two runs. He he battled through that. So we've got three young guys right there, and and rookie Davis, and Cody Reed hopefully will be called up, and Amir Garrett in September. So we we'll see what those two, and then you throw Amir Garrett. So when you're going to Castillo, they have they're on record saying one more start. Molly, they're going to shut him down soon. So that gives these other couple of young pitchers some extra days to start. So I I, I like. The fact that there seems to be progress in place, I think Price is a big part of that. So if he's a, a good pitching coach, someone might say, well, why is our pitching so bad? Well, our pitching, I don't know if you say our pitching's bad, our pitching's young. Exactly. And, that's, that's injured, what I was, and, I, and the injuries. I was, you know, a little devil's advocate there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. The fact that now that some of these guys are back and pitching well, start after start, Brian, Mac, you know Mac Jenkins and Price are talking. And yeah. Jenkins, he's probably letting Jenkins be the pitching coach. Sure. But I'm sure that they sit in Price's office and talk about these guys. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they bounce a lot of information off each other. Mm-hmm. But you've said it in the past, I mean, you say they're young. That doesn't mean like next year they're not young anymore. Well, exactly. Because some they're of these guys, young. like Cueto, can take three or four years, right? So Yeah. If, if we'll, we'll win more games next year, I believe, if healthy. I don't know that we'll contend yet, but if we are more of a 500 team and the pitching isn't, we're not having these injuries galore. Injuries galore and these start after start of two or three innings and six and seven runs like we, you know, like we had for a while. We're not throwing Adelman and Wojciechowski and Feldman and these kind of guys out there that are like, this is not the future. If we have to start throwing guys out there that aren't the future, then. That's going to be rough, but if enough, there's so many of them. We got at least four or five of them got to stay healthy. During the beginning of the podcasting season, we stated how many wins, and we were, if I remember correctly, seventy to seventy-six. We 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 really thought we'd be there. We have a chance to get there. Yeah, what are we at right now? Fifty. Is it fifty-seven wins, Tom? We are fifty-eight wins. Fifty-eight wins with about twenty-five, twenty-six games to go. So if you win half those, you're right at seventy-one. Right. Well, that's also when we were. That was the beginning of the season when we were playing pretty well. Right. But so we, we knew. Still, so we still called it. <laughs> we knew it was fool's gold, didn't we? 
to we, some degree. We, we were we hopeful. Didn't, we didn't want to mention. We, we didn't want to say it out loud. No, but we knew it was probably true. Knew it was probably true. Well, just want to remind everybody, uh, our podcast is uh, fledgling here and trying to get things going. And uh, if you'd like to help us out, and uh, we have uh, sponsorship levels on our site, if you just uh, go to uh, threeoldredsfans.podbean.com, and we have six possible levels of support beginning at only a dollar a month. I mean, that's less than going to McDonald's. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Just give up one cup of coffee a month and help us out. Where are you going and getting a cup of coffee for a dollar? Um, nowhere. <laughs> I can think of. I, I usually drink, I usually uh, make my coffee at home in the morning and pour it, take it with me, drink it, and that's all I drink. So that's how that's how little of an impact it will be. So what about Dr. Guernsey's other question about the NL, the NL Central. Central? So we we're going to take out Pittsburgh. At this point, right? Yeah, they're out of it. They're not so Cubs to... are up by four and a half. Um, what, how many the, games over five hundred are they now? Uh, oh, Can you do that they now? are fif- fifteen games over five hundred. They're set seventy-five wins right now. Okay, and they've they haven't turned it on like the Dodgers did, but they've yeah, the Dodgers have ninety-two they're act, wins. They're acting like maybe they could do something in the postseason now. Maybe yeah. so. Believe it or not. Milwaukee, with only 71 wins right now, is only four games out of the wild yeah. card. So, oh, and they're four and a half behind the Cubs? Excuse me. Yes. Milwaukee is a, a game and a half out of the wild card. Out of the wild card. Uh, St. Louis is only four games out as well. Yeah, so... So if, if the yeah. wild card were to happen right now, Arizona and Colorado would, yeah, would have it. Yeah, because Colorado's... So how many games Colorado's really Colorado, dropped off. Is Milwaukee a game and a half? One, one and a half, because the, the Rockies have really... And is St. Louis about four off. and a half back? Is it four. And then Marlins are five, and then the Pirates are eight and a half. So they're totally, they're really out of it. But yeah, it would be weird, wouldn't it, if this if the Central got a wild card team? Because that just shows you how long a season it is, yeah. and how you can't count, you can't make decisions that like hey these guys have wrapped this up because until a few weeks ago oh it's the it's the diamondbacks and the rockies are going yeah. they're, they're going to win the wild cards and, easy we're and, going away and everybody thought the brewers were flashing the pan well they've stood the test of time here they are yeah they're hanging in there they are so uh you know cubs will it, win. i think the cubs will win the division though okay so let's see it would be the the number one seed the dodgers would have the first round off is that how it goes and then well, you play the no the two wild card teams play each other, and then and then Washington and the Cubs, game. and then one of them plays the top seed. We'll play the, the top, top seed. So the Dodgers are waiting on the wild card. Right. So the Cubs would play the what the Nationals. That's what it's looking like, and and I can see the Cubs beating the Nationals. Oh, I can too, especially with uh, Harper still right not back. That's what I mean. So I mean the Cubs could go against the Dodgers for the National League title. Now the Nationals. Who, who we got? Strasburg, Scherzer, who's the third guy? Um, is Gonzalez pitching for them this year? Geo or I don't remember. Exactly. Oh, there's another guy. There's that Roark guy, but he wasn't pitching very well. But if you go to a three man, I mean, because I look at teams with a three man rotation, and the Cubs would be Cubs. You got Arietta, you got Lester, and give me the third guy. I'm not thinking of for the Cubs. I said Arietta, John Lester, Lackey, Lackey. To answer Dr. Guernsey's question, I agree with Jeff. I think the Cubs are the strong odds on favorite. 
I tell you, 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 you think St. Louis, you read with all their experience, they would be there, but St. Louis is just sort of underwhelmed. Yeah, they, they, they're too far out of it, first of all. And, they got a long way to come back. And I, I like, I think, Jeff, you said flash, or Tom said flash in the pan, think, talking about the Brewers. I was one of those who thought, okay, it's not going to last, but they have continued to perform. I don't know what Craig Council's doing up there in Milwaukee, but whatever it is, it's working. Now, is it one of these things that they fall short, and then you're that far back in the pecking order for the draft next year, and you really didn't gain anything this year other than, you know, I, I don't know them well enough to know. Are we just saying, are we going to predict here that you just got to go with the Dodgers over the Cubs to win the National League? Is it just a foregone conclusion? I don't, well, Kershaw's back. They got Hill. The Dodgers compete, man. They compete. And they got Darvish. And what's his name, uh, Ryu? Yeah, I mean they they, they, of, they can bring him out of the pen. Exactly, they're 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 the, they're the team that can go with three guys a fourth if they have to, and use those other two guys out of the pen. Exactly, for if you need a long relief, um, or you know if you do a Kershaw in three days and he can get five innings, and then you bring one of those guys yep. in his, his relief. Um, those are possible possibilities that you see. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that with that pitching, but I. They're set up to win it, um, yeah, I just think but the there's Cubs, no guarantee. I mean, what did the Mariners win one year? 116 games, didn't even get to the World Series. So it, I mean, the Cubs had no too guarantee. many guys have career years last year to. Yeah, they just they're not. And they were not what they were last right, year, right? And they were, you know, this close to losing. I mean, they're they're, they're actually kind of lucky they won. I know Cubs fans don't want to hear that, but. Don't tell Brian I said that. <laughs> Can I go back to what Dr. Guernsey asked about the yeah. relationship with the catcher? You alluded to the Reds' hot start one year with and uh, the Braves. You know they won like their first eight games or something like that. Way and back they, in the it was 80, like 1980, I believe. Something like that, yeah. Frank Pastore was the opening day pitcher. He pitched a three-hit shutout against Atlanta. Gave up a hit late or something like that. Phenomenal start, and his dad was at the game, and when he gave up one of those hits or whatever. He shook off Johnny Bench. Hmm. And being a dad that you are to your son or daughter, in this case son, he said to him after the game, probably said a lot of things great, but he said, son, don't ever shake off Johnny Bench. <laughs> you know? And I just think the relationship with the catcher, your, your catcher is your manager on the field. And how many times have we seen Tucker Barnhart, when one of these young pitchers guys goes behind 2-0, 3-1, He'll call timeout, he'll run out to the mound, a quick word. I just think having that catcher, to Dr. Kernsey's question, is invaluable. Have I told you that, that legend about Johnny Bench, um, if I shared that with you, where uh, he was catching with a rookie pitcher? And the guy's, the, guys, uh, the rookie's fastball was not what it should be, so Bench kept calling off-speed pitches, and the, guy, the rookie kept shaking him off. So finally Bench puts down the number one for a fastball. He throws the fastball. He bare hands the fastball. Bench does. Catches it with his bare hand. Walks out to the mound and says, I told you not to throw the fastball. He hands him the ball back. So who was this? Yeah. Johnny Bench. Yeah. The what pitcher? I don't know. It was a rookie pitcher. Is the legend. I don't remember that. No, that I, I read it years ago. Yeah. Caught it with his bare hand. Was this, was this when he was with the Reds? Supposedly. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Who else would have been with? Oh, you're thinking the minors. Well, like the minors or something, yeah. Yeah, I know he only played for the Reds. I remember that much. For a while, I don't remember, but I remember that much. Well, I hate to interrupt our discussion, but I do need 
to um, acknowledge our, our uh, sponsor. Hughes Law, with a focus on wills, trust, elder law, and businesses, is located in Springfield and serves all 88 counties of the great state of Ohio. For more information, go to HughesLaw.cc or call 937-308-0520 and mention our podcast and get a wink and a nod. (laughs) I would not go to anyone else for a will or a trust. Absolutely not. And he buys lunch sometimes, too. So that's good. Let's look at our baseball card real quick, and then we'll do our throwback. Okay, I have a card here this week, a 1976 um, card. Uh, one of these days I'm going to find some other years, but this is a year they put a lot of good notes on the back. So <laughs> Elliot Maddox, an outfielder for the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Uh, previously, um, he, he came to the Yankees in 74. Uh, in 1970, he played for the Tigers. In 71, he played for the Senators. Next two years with the Rangers and then to the Yankees. All right. I had uh, looked up some information on this note here. And this is a, a note about a Reds game. June 29, 1930. 1930. 1913. Yeah. So it's before your time, right, Kim? It was. Yeah, okay. The Cubs and Reds completed a nine-inning game with only one ball used during the entire afternoon. You believe that? They didn't throw it out every time one blemish got on it? Says they used one ball. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, wow. I, I don't know why, but that's, according to this, base tops baseball card, they used one baseball. The manager of the Reds then was Joe Tinker. Does that name ring a bell? Yeah. Tinker to Evers to Chance who had played for the Cubs. And I looked up the box score from the game. Johnny Evers was still playing for the Cubs. And Joe Tinker was now playing for the Reds was and Evers managing. Was Tinker to Chance? It was Tinker to Evers. Okay. 463. Tinker was the second baseman. Okay. Tinker to Evers to Chance. You can look it up if you want. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm right. I'm sure you're right. I take your word over <laughs> Who else thinks that Joel Young bled in the middle of the night? Anyway, what? Tinker? What? You show me? It wasn't it 463? Yeah. Evers to Tinker's to Chance. Evers was the second baseman. Well, sure. Okay, in this game, it was the other way around. I always, I've always heard Tinker to Evers to Chance, I thought. Anyway, well, we might, this may be this may Maybe require... in both ways. This depends may, on who. It depends on where they hit the ball. I was thinking, yeah, we, we may. This may require a little more research. <laughs> yeah, it's probably Tinker's Devers a chance. Uh, who knows? Anyway, he was the Reds' manager. The Reds were like seventh place, finished seventh place that year. Um, the Reds actually won the game nine to six. It was a Sunday game, and you ever heard of this guy, Mordecai Brown? Yeah. Three finger Mordecai, three finger yeah. Brown. I don't really yeah. know why he's called three finger, but he. He's a, a, apparently he had at least three fingers. Maybe that's all he had. I don't know. I'd have to, to, again, more research. But I didn't have time. This is a little bit rushed today. Anywho, he earned the save that day. It was his only season as a Red. And, of course, he is a Hall of Famer as well. All right. You came up with a throwback, right? Yeah. Okay. Throwback player. So what do we got? 
This guy uh, came up with the Yankees in the late 80s. Um, University of Michigan guy. Um, bat, batted left through left. Tall guy, 6'4". Came up with the Yankees. Came up with the Yankees. And then came over with the Reds in 1990. He had a career batting average of 304. I think any of us would say that's a really good guy. Um, and he uh, had, let me see, how many, seven straight seasons with 100 hits or more. He hit 340 in 1990. And this will give it away. He's first baseman. Oh, yeah. Mr. Hal Morris. Great contact hitter. Didn't hit many home runs at all. In fact, uh, let me look here. His biggest year for home runs was 16. Mm-hmm. So, and that was later in his career. Played with the Reds from 90 to 97. Took one year off, went to the Royals, and then came back to the Reds for two years. And really was a, a great player for the Reds. Best year, as I said, was 1990, hit 340. Although in uh, 94, he hit 335 again. So those are two amazing years. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously in 90 was a, a big part of that, that 1990 team. I'm not as prepared as other times to do some uh, interesting things about him, but he's a good guy. He used to love, he was like a Jerry Votto, kind of fun to watch yeah. with an at-bat. You know what's interesting, though? He didn't hardly walk. Like, he walked like 20 times a year. Wow. So Such a good eye. Yeah. And the reason the Reds got him in, in large part was because of um, the familiarity of Hal Morris in the system of New York was their manager, Lou Piniella. Mm. And the Yankees did not want to part with Hal Morris. But I think what was interesting when I glanced at this earlier, not too long ago, was that he only walked like, uh, what, the year that he walked the most was 45, or 50, excuse me, which isn't a ton of walks through the year. But he didn't strike out that much either. So no, he, he, he just put the bat on the ball. First base has yes. traditionally been a strong position. It really has. Do you see yeah. what they're doing with this bobblehead thing coming up? The three, yeah. is it Klazuski, Casey, and Votto? Is that who they're doing? It is, yeah. And you could put Morris in there, but Casey's this, like, real popular guy, you know, in, in Cincinnati, so... The mayor, they call the mayor. him. Yeah. Here's a quote from Hal Morris. I like to put the ball in play. With two strikes, I'm going to try and hit the ball up the middle and hit the ball left field. Early in, early in the count, I try and drive the ball to right field. So mm-hmm. he had a real idea up there at the plate, kind of like Joey Votto does, right? Yeah. Do you also want to do the uh, scoreboard stumper from last well, week? Well, we, we need to come up with that answer, and that was your question. Yeah, let me see if I can remember the details of the question. I think the way that I, I stated it was during the 70s, we all know the success of the Reds. They were in, um, was it four World Series? And mm-hmm. they won two. Mm-hmm. But the 60s, they didn't have near as much success. They only had one year that they went to the World Series. And my question was, what year did they go to the World Series? Who did they play and what was the outcome? And you guys didn't take you long to figure it out. No. They went in 61. 61. They played? The Yankees. The Yankees. And how many games did it go? Five? Five games. Uh, and that was um, at the end of that big streak for the Yankees, of course, in the 50s. The Yankees won almost every year. Right. Yeah. And I think this was the last one they won, wasn't it? I think up you might be right. They, I'd have to look it up again. But. Until Mr. October showed up in the 70s. Yeah. It was a long drought for them. It was. They had some bad teams there in the late part of the 60s and in the 70s. In the early 70s, yeah. I mean, it was like when, we were, when I was a kid, it was like the Yankees had this lore, but they were never any good. Well, Steinbrenner, you know, love him or hate him, he really kind of brought them back. Brought them back, exactly. 
Exactly. And then they made it to the series in 76. It was sort of their first time. They That was the beginning of them coming back. And, of course, the Reds swept them. And, uh, but he, that you know, it was the beginning of free agency, and, and they were buying players up. They, Left they started right. it up. Yep. That's when I feel like they became the the bad guys. I, I always hated the Yankees because they just bought their players. You know? Right. They bought Reggie and Catfish Hunter and. We talked about Andy Messersmith even before, yeah. even before. I think it was '74 they got Messersmith, but mm-hmm. yeah, you know they had obviously had a great catcher in Thurman Munson. They had a solid third baseman in Craig Nettles, um, but Mickey Rivers, you know Willie Randolph became a stalwart. They got him in a trade, I think, with the Pirates organization. And they they took off him, but you love to hate him too because of Billy Martin. Oh yeah, always yep. in the press, always fighting. The, 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 the infamous uh, fight with the marshmallow salesman from Minnesota in the elevator. Yeah. Oh, he also had those infamous fights with Reggie Jackson. Right. In the, the dugout. dugout. In the dugout. And, of course, what Reggie asked for, he came in and said, I'm the straw that stirs the drink. I don't know if you all remember that. Oh, yeah. That's when he came to New York. Famous and saying. Didn't sit well with a lot of Yankee fans. I'll tell you what did sit well with him. Three swings. Three swings in one night, that, and I went over the fence. Got to be the, the well greatest, with one it, of the greatest it, moments in baseball that, history. That erased a few of those um, it did. memories. It did. <laughs> Most things in baseball, I think, are over time. An average, over 700 home runs, over 4,000 hits. That was like a one-game yep. performance. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. One of the. I don't know if we'll ever see anything like that. Greatest again. hitting performances you've ever seen. It was three pitches too, right? Off of three different pitchers. Yeah. yeah. We'll never see anything you like that. Remember the three pitchers? I think Charlie Huff was one. Bob Welch. Was I remember Bob Welch. I think he was the last one, maybe. Interesting. You, wouldn't you think the third pitcher would have threw a ball? <laughs> <laughs> Why? We got to pitch to this guy. Well, you don't. You just don't think that's going to happen. Who thought Scooter Jeanette would hit four run, home runs in one game? And we saw that happen. South Carolina football team won yesterday. I mean, who, who, who saw that? Who, who saw that? That's coming? almost as big as. <laughs> hey. Is the Flames beating the Baylor Bears? Exactly. Yeah, you guys, all our uh, all our favorite teams won this week. That's right. So that's good to have this Kim, week. Kim, we Kim wearing his uh, South Carolina Gamecock bow tie. Did as it was a bow tie Sunday. He says, "Oh, the Gamecocks won last night." I got took a little yeah, closer look, when, and I saw break yes. It out when I can. Yes, there is a Gamecock logo on that that their bow tie. Just remember. Smurr, how Clemson trolled you Buckeye fans. Yes, they did. They did troll us pretty good with the, what, 31 to nothing on the field or whatever. And, and the, yeah, what's oh, it's the semifinal. That? you got to be kidding me. That's what I said in my text back to you. Why? I, I it's didn't understand the, the semifinal. I guess it's did, easier did, to I, I guess beating, to I guess beating Ohio State meant more to them than beating Alabama. That's all I got. Probably. Yeah, that's all I can say. Beat a Big Ten team, SEC. Yeah. So all of our teams won this weekend except for the Cedarville Indians lost in the high school ranks. Oh, yeah. Next week will be tough because the Bengals will be in playing, right? Yeah, who do they Who are they open with? The Ravens, I think. Ooh. And they're supposed to be good this year. You love, ready? I love to beat the Ravens. Always love to beat the Ravens. Yes. You got this. Uh, the first pitcher was in the fourth inning, Burt Hooten. Burt Hooten started. Okay. The next pitcher, Elias Sosa. The last pitcher. Knuckleballer Charlie, Charlie Huff. Charlie Huff. Well, I don't know why I was thinking Bob Welch, but Bert Hooten. That's why you were thinking Charlie Huff. Charlie Huff. Bert. Well, Hooten. I remember Huff. I remember. I, yeah, I, remember I mean they're both kind of. Huff, I think, was straight away center field to the black section, the yeah. black uh, seats in the bleachers there. Straight away, it was it. Well, you just said it wasn't 
Charlie Huff. No, it was the third was pitcher. Charlie, oh, Charlie Huff was the third one. You mentioned one. Bob Welch. It was... Uh, so it was Hooten. Hooten. Sosa. Elias Sosa. And Charlie, and Charlie Huff. Charlie Huff. Okay. Was that another, we should have was held off goal? those and made that our scoreboard stumper. Oh, thing, well, so. it just wasn't. We gave away the answer. How about that? Okay. Can, can I change the rules? I like it. All right. Okay, so we've talked about... Yeah, I'm the umpire. <laughs> you know. Anyway. So we've talked about... Oh, we're going to talk about anything else? How about just what do we foresee this last month of the season? What would you guys like to see the Reds do? Not to make this interesting, but to uh, sort of strategize for the off season and next year. So besides win more than they lose, is that what you're talking about? I'm just talking about building for next year. What do you think we need to do? Um, I think they're already doing it, really. I mean, they they have these starters going that are going to be their backbone. Um I mean, I, the guys are playing in the field. I mean, they're trying Winker and Shepler, right? Well, is Winker going to well, be back? Is at Winker going to be back? Questionable. 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 Irvin's getting some playing time. Suarez just continues to amaze, and, and I'm, I'm talking now the field. That that play he made the other night, where he threw out McCutcheon from his knee on that low, mm-hmm. on that high hopping low swoop. I mean, I, I just don't want to see him as gone in the off season. So, the guy they brought up. How, he's got a weird last name. The last letter's a J. Is it Viz J, Vin J? Vin Sedge or something. I think it's actually. So do they put him at shortstop? Because they talked about how well he, he's a good defensive shortstop. You might see him there a little bit. See what Peralta was at short today, wasn't he? Peraza, yeah. Peraza, sorry. Um, yeah, he was. I think you're just going to see a lot of that. You're going to see, I mean, Votto's going to play a lot. Duvall's going to play a lot. You just keep playing Billy. Billy needs all the bats he can get. <laughs> and you want him to win the stolen base title. I do. I'd love to see him win a gold glove, but I think he's got to get all the bats he can get. I don't think they're ready to give up on him at all as a hitter. So I think you just got to play him and play him and play him and see what happens. And I, I think if you start benching him some, you're going to totally mess with any confidence he has. I, I don't disagree with that. I just. Uh... <clears throat> I'm thinking for next year, okay, I, I liked your prediction of him in the eight-hole. Seven. I had him seven. I had I'm Barnhart sorry, Barnhart was the eight-hole. It's, you know, one, one, one way or the other. Doesn't matter. It's the bottom of the low order. Well, bottom this, third. Of the, he's a bottom third of the order hitter right now. This week when the Reds pulled him off the, the waiver wire, so to speak, so some team claimed him. So, obviously, that tells us what we've all sort of been thinking. He's not coming back next year. Kozar, yeah. I don't think so. Unless something unforeseen happens, I'd be su- I'd be surprised. You gotta try to move forward, and you gotta get Senzel in there. I hope he's in the the lineup early. If he's not in the lineup opening day, Mayor I want I want to see him playing pretty soon. Agreed. I want to see him playing pretty soon because uh, he's hit everywhere he's gone. Yeah, he might struggle a little bit to start, but that hasn't stopped us from giving other guys a chance. I mean, look what we put up with from Peraza for a good part of the year, and he's looking a lot more like he's supposed to look in the last, Mm -hmm. I don't know, six weeks, whatever it is. So the guys you think are going to (laughs) play next year, those are the guys that should play now overall. If Kozar plays every other day, I don't have a problem with that. Agreed. You know, if he's not going to be here, fine. And he's not that healthy anyway, so even though – there's this thing about we want to try to win, and he gives us a better chance to win than some other guys. But at this point, you're not going to win. So 
it's a hard thing to navigate because you want to try to keep a winning attitude and keep everybody engaged. But if all of a sudden it looks like you're not really trying to win, does that hurt any chemistry-wise? Does that hurt anything? And if Price knows he's coming back, which is a good thing to settle that now, then he probably feels a little more free to not have to try to win a certain number of games. They're not, there's not like this, if he wins 70 games, we're keeping him. If he doesn't, we're getting rid of him, or 75, or whatever the number might be. Yeah. So that doesn't seem to exist. So I think that's a good thing. Any other thoughts about September? Well, the, um, you know, as, as far as the team for the Reds, they're voting on the Hall of Famers. Oh, okay. There's six guys up for the Hall of Fame. We got um, Reggie Sanders. Who, uh, How many years was he with the Reds? Um, he led the Reds in RBIs twice. He ranks the top 20 in franchise history and career home runs. Starting right fielder in the 1995 Central Champions. Doesn't have that. Struck out every time that year in the postseason. But, then yeah. we have also up up for the Hall of Fame, Scott Rowland, two-time All-Star with the Reds. Only third baseman in the Reds' history to win the Gold Glove. Mm. Starting third baseman on the 2010-2012 National Championship teams. Or National League Central Champion teams. Uh, also up for the Hall of Fames, Danny Graves, who I didn't know was the Reds' all-time know. save leader. Yes, he is. It's interesting. A two-time All-Star, fifth in club's history for the most games pitched. I think he's a definite. Yeah, I do too. Also up for the Hall of Fame, John Franco, who's also a New York Met. Oh, yeah. Met. Uh, he was uh, third in the club all-time saves, three-time All-Star. He was a National League Rollies relief man in 1988. Led the Reds in, th- in saves for 86, 87, 88, 84 years. And they trade him for Randy Myers. I don't know. You might be right. Uh, one more, Mr. Adam Dunn, who ranks fourth in the, in the Reds' all-time home run list with 270. Led the Reds in home runs for seven years. Finished in the top ten of the National League in home runs five times. So is there a limit to the amount of how many can you vote for inductees? It doesn't say on here. So we got. Did I say San, I said Sanders, right? You did. That was number one. So we got Sanders, Scott Rowland, um, Danny, Danny Graves. Graves, John Franco, Adam Dunn, and, and Aaron Boone. Thank Aaron you, Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone, who was the Reds MVP in 2002, All Star in 2003, top 50 in the franchise in slugging and home runs. An extra base hit. How many years did he play for the Reds? Starting third baseman in 99. I always think how long you kind of played with the Reds matters, but I don't, we don't have that in front of us. But I don't think Aaron Boone's a Reds Hall of Famer. If you um, had to pick, all right, let's say this. If you had to pick two off that list, who would you pick? Well, you got to pick two off. Do you mean strike them off no, the no, list? Pick, no, no, pick two. If you could vote for two guys, who would you vote for off I'd that list? I'd say Danny Graves and probably Adam Dunn. I'm going to, a process of elimination, I'm going to take Boone and Rolling off just because of the lack of amount of time they played. Agreed. But I, but I would, so go then, ahead. I'll, so I'll then we got Graves, you. Sanders, Dunn, and Franco. Yep. I think you throw Graves on there just because he's the all-time leader in saves. I didn't know that either. I would, I would have said Franco first, but if Graves has the, the lead, ledger in saves, i go with Graves. And then so be, between Dunn and Sanders, I would just go with Dunn. My, yeah. my heart says go with Dunn. Yeah, longer. I think he was there longer. Had a great impact on the team. I think Dunn and Graves are the two that go for sure. My third choice would be Franco. Do you have a third if you had to 
break a tie? Would you go Franco or would you go somewhere else? I think probably Franco. Franco, I would have guessed he was a saves leader for I, sure. I, I would have too. I, but Franco I would, and Sanders are to me they're 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 that close. Yeah. I wouldn't walk in the Hall of Fame one day and look at any of those names and go, "What's that guy doing here?" You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I could live with all, any of them, but Sanders, I, I, I have a hard time putting him in the Hall of Fame. Aaron Boone, I have a hard time putting him in the Hall of Fame. Scott Rowland, well, I had to, yeah, I had to spend a little time. You know, the criteria. What are some other guys that are in there, and how long were they with the Reds, and and, and where do those guys sort of fit into that? Maybe Is next, the, maybe next podcast we can get a list of. Say, guys, since 1960 on are in the Reds Hall of Fame. Yeah, that'd be neat to that look at. That's a good idea. See who's, who we're surprised I mean, by. You've been there. You guys have been there, right? No, I actually have. A couple times. In, I actually haven't been in there. I've been twice. That'd be a good thing well, for three old Reds fans to if do. If we're getting to go, if we're, we talked about going to see when they played the Boston Red Sox, and we'll have to let Brian Hansen know there is a difference between the Cincinnati Reds and the Boston Red yes, Sox. Yes, we need to tell him that. Um, oh, he doesn't know that. He called us the Cincinnati Red Sox. I'm going to go see the Cubs play the Red Sox. You guys want to join me? And I didn't know whether he was – I didn't know he was giving us a hard time because the Reds are that, having that much of a bad year again or what. But maybe – you know, we talked about going to see the Reds when they play the Red Sox and going. Maybe we go in early it's and five the bucks, Reds Hall of Fame. five, six what, bucks to what, get into When is it? Sometime this month. <laughs> yeah, September. Really? A little don't, more specifically. Don't you read my text? No. I had the <laughs> – Hey, I'm not making you talk about an analytic this week. Who? I'm not making you talk about an listen listen to an analytic de- description I this week. I it anyway. EDP. Okay, here we go. Errors, double plays. You can't assume a double play, so you can't give an error if you get an out. But if you could, but so you since you can't, we have a stat called EDP, which means should have had a double. Should have had a double play. But didn't. But we can't give you an error. But you still but screwed up. Been, should have been an error. And when you do this, if when you, you pat yourself in the chest saying, my fault, you know it. Yeah. So it's a cumulative stat. Every time by judging that you've done it, you get you get one. So I don't know who would lead. The, I don't know what it would take to be the worst in the league. But Okay, back to uh, three old Reds fans weekend at the ballpark. They're, I think they should make three old Reds fans podcast Bobblehead. the sponsor. The bobblehead of all three of us. <laughs> <laughs> September, September 22nd, 23rd, 24th. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Saturday, let's see, Friday night. That's out for me. Saturday, Jeff, Saturday Jeff, Jeff, we just have to see who the Buckeyes are playing that day. Oh, on the 23rd? Yeah. We'll <laughs> it's Tucker Barnhart bobblehead night. Is it really? Which doesn't make he's been there long enough to get a bobblehead. I mean, I'll tell you what, if he can get one, we can get we ought to be able to get one. You know, the twenty fourth Sunday afternoon is fan appreciation day. So. Is that their last home game? Uh, it's usually what that means. It, it yeah, is. Yeah, they close at Milwaukee and at Chicago. You want to go to the very last game of the year on the Sunday the twenty fourth? I'm in. I don't know, maybe. We can, we can just go to Sunday school I mean, and leave. We ought to be able to get. I'm in. We ought to be able to get pretty cheap tickets. You would think. There's like twenty people sitting in the stands every night. So, That'd be good for you, right? Because like, you wouldn't have to worry looks about. Looks kind of like the stadium looks a little bit like the Memorial Stadium in Bloomington, Indiana, looked night last the other night in the fourth quarter when everybody was gone almost. I mean, as soon as the Buckeyes were up by like bang, 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 they all of a sudden are up by three touchdowns. That place emptied out fast. So anyway, I digress. This is a baseball show. 
But it is football season, and we love football season. So if you want to go to the game with 3L Reds fans, let us know. Send us a message. Tom, Tom will pay for your ticket. <laughs> Whoa. <wait a> <laughs> Well, you have to pay Jeff, for mine. Jeff would, but he's got to pay for our wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hey, still paying for that wedding. Our, our wedding was 13-plus months ago. so Are you still paying for yours? No. Oh, well, I'm still paying for mine. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, we probably ought to wrap this up. So join us next time when we uh, try to figure out what game we're going to go to, what Kim wants his bobblehead to look like. He's going to have a bow tie. And who are who? What players are in the Reds Hall of Fame? Okay, we talk about when that. I, when are they going to announce this? I don't know. I just it was on Instagram. They've been oh. talking about it a good seven to ten days. Okay, well, hopefully soon. I'm I'm tired of waiting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're out of here. We'll see you next time, whenever that is. The Reds. The Reds. The Reds. <laughs>